Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome to the 12th episode of the G-Man Journal podcast. Um, I'm your host, Ben Beccarelli, and today I am joined by Dylan Waxman. Hi. I was gone for two months, and now I'm back. And we did a podcast on my on my podcast. It was good. It was the fifth episode of our podcast. Um, so now... We are going to talk about the Giants, and specifically Daniel Jones' big preseason game. Yeah, so um, we'll get into that. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the Giants' upcoming preseason game against the Bears, and we'll talk about whether or not you should be on the Daniel Jones hype train. Um, So before we get to any of that, I'd like to thank our sponsor, um, the Classic Pack Rat LLC, helping you reclaim your space. Oh, plus, we're going to talk about the horrible receiving core and how it's oh, yeah. so bad. Yeah, and just the atrocious receiving core of the Giants. Um, but yeah, so, um, so here's your little review of the game. Okay, so the Giants won 31-22, right? So the offense looked pretty good, scoring 31 points. Uh, Saquon did not play. Uh, Eli Manning and Daniel Jones each played one drive. Jones looking a heck of a lot <laughs> yeah. better. Then Eli, Eli led a disappointing three-and-out drive. Meanwhile, Jones led a perfect five-for-five drive that led to a touchdown. That's ridiculous. Okay, uh, Shepard didn't play, still nursing that um, thumb injury. And Golden Tate still suspended um, for the first four games. We are waiting um, on the result um, of his appeal, of his uh, suspension. Um, He played, and he had one reception for 11 yards. Um, the O-line looked pretty good, was given some good protection, and the defense forced one fumble, two interceptions, and had two sacks, so overall, that's a pretty good start to the preseason. Yeah. Or at least better than expected. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, um, Daniel Jones went 5-5 five for, five for touchdown. Are you buying the hype? Am I buying the hype? Not necessarily, but I think he'll be better than... I would have thought he'd been before the preseason game. Like I think that him like showing that he could do something in the NFL seemed convincing a little bit. Like I think some people will think he'll be good now. I, I'm not buying it that much, but like I have a little bit more faith in him. Yeah. Same. I also wasn't one of those guys who was like so mad about the draft pick because if we wanted, I say this all the time, if we wanted him at 17. If we were fine with him at 17, why weren't we fine with him at 6? I say it all the time. I don't get it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I say that all the time. player being drafted yeah. 17 and being 6. Well, I mean, the expectations right. vary. Well, I mean, you could get really into that because then it shifts confidence and all that stuff. But, but it, also, it also gives him, like, I feel like it also gave him, like, lower expectations because now everybody thinks he's going to suck. Right. While, while if we took him at 17, nobody would think he's going to suck as much as they do now. Yeah. You would think think he'd have more expectations if he was drafted 6 than 17, but I think he has less expectations because everybody thought he was going to be horrible. Right. Yeah, I agree. But, um, but I mean, it's just like Ben Simmons, like, hitting, like, a jump shot. Like, it's not like, like, Ben Simmons hit jump shots in a high school gym against nobodies, right? This guy had a perfect drive. Right, in a, in, a, in a preseason game against, against nobody. Right. So, I mean, that's part of it, too. But, I mean, you also have to take it into pers- 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 perspective 
Um, he wasn't exactly throwing to Top great. Talent either. Because if he was playing with the first team and he was playing against the second team, well then you should light it up. But he was playing with at like if the first team receivers are horrible, then the second team receivers are like really, really horrible. Yeah, I mean, the Giants have an atrocious receiving court. So even playing with the second team is awful. I mean, I mean like, they don't, they don't have a good... They don't, yeah, I mean, they're not... I mean, they're probably... They they might have the worst receiving court in the league uh, for the first team, much less the second team. So, I mean... I mean, it kind of was, like, a situation where he he was supposed to be like a man among boys like he should have been the greatest at, I mean playing against lower guys and feeding to lower guys so I mean but um it'll be interesting to see whether or not um he plays with the first team this Friday night against the Bears um or if he stays with the second team um we'll see but um I think he'll stay with the second team just because I think the Bears' defense is something to be scared of, and I don't think they'll throw him out there. Just like I, he, he, I think he'll get wrecked. I agree, but I mean, even so, so, I mean, I think for me to be fully on this hype train, um, I need to see another quality start or an NFL game. To be honest, that's that's my right. opinion. I need to see one good or. Good NFL game that you could compare to that, like not like five for five against first team players. Like I'm not asking for that because that won't happen. Right. But, like that thing, like to be able to drive down the field, not just go three and out every time, like Eli seems to do in the current yeah. NFL. Yeah. But I mean, so Eli really did not look good. But but it was also one drive against the first team, and we both know already that he isn't good. So yeah. it's like he. We could have been saying that he had a good game if he played more drives than one. Because he had one, he had one tr- terrible drive where the three and out, and he had one completion for three yards. But that's kind he kind of one of those every NFL game. So if he... Mm-hmm. So right, like everybody... He, right, every quarterback has, has, that, has drive. that drive in a regular game. So, I mean... So it's not... But if he had, like... But they also, in the NFL, in a regular season, they also have more than one drive. So they have... A bunch of other drives to turn it around. So like, mm-hmm. you can't just say Eli Manning was horrible based off of one drive, and you can't say Daniel Jones was awesome based off of one drive. Yeah, but I mean, th- that's that's the reality. That's what's going to end up happening. As much as it, as much as it's not accurate, it's what ends up happening. Right. Just because, I mean, I mean, not non-experts always. are just not smart people. About football? I mean, like, not always. I mean, there's always that occasional, like, lights it up in preseason, then lights it up in the NFL, like a Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Who, as we both compared to Daniel Jones in a way, not not as a player, but his situation. Right, because, well, so, what we're referencing is, referencing is that, so, supposedly, he's not going to start the first year, right? Same with Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, so there's that, and then Patrick Mahomes comes in, obviously won, wins the MVP, blah, 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 um, and then... Not just that, but they were both t- taken what at the time seemed early. I mean, Mahomes was, like, rumored to, was going to go, like, 27, and the Chiefs traded up 
to 11 and took him. Right. Or Tanner. Right, so, I mean, yeah, so everybody thought that was a stretch at the time, and most people think that this Jones pick was also a stretch at the time. But now the Mahomes pick is one of the best trade, the draft trades, prop, draft trades up of all time, trade-ups of all right. time. Because he won MVP and led them to the conference championship. Yeah. In his first and year probably, starting. And probably would have won if he was playing against anybody else besides Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, I, I trust, if you avoid Tom Brady the whole playoffs... I trust. I would have trusted him to win this, them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. Cause in the playoffs, the only team that or the only or of the Rams and the Chiefs, if if the Patriot if they didn't play the Patriots, it probably would have been Rams and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. If I mean the Chiefs obviously played so much better against the Rams than or against the Patriots than the Rams did. Yeah. I mean, it was also a different situation. It was in Kansas City, not in a neutral site place. It was, I mean, it was just a better game. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was almost as close. For most of the game, that game was close. It was just so low scoring. But, like, the Rams, the Chiefs actually could score on the Patriots. Because the Patriots' defense sucked. You should be able to score. And the Rams only scored three points on them. Yeah. But... Yeah, that that it was a very boring Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, it was boring. I I I don't know. Yeah, the Chiefs Patriots game probably was the best playoff game. Yeah, I mean, you could even argue for Saints Rams. Saints Rams was a quality game, but everybody just trashes the game because it has interference. Call. Right, and other games were good, like close. Like Eagles Saints was good. Eagles Bears was good. Eagles Bears was good. It was just not high scoring. Right, and going back to the pass interference, there was one pa- pass interference challenge in this game. Um, it, the Jets challenged for pass interference. So, I mean, what's your take on that? What do you th- What do you think? Like, is this good, bad for the league? Will it work, not work? The pass interference. The pass interference challenge. I don't think it'll work because I don't. I, I mean, I think it'll work, but I don't. Th- it like seems like it's the most needed thing of all time now. But like it, that, that call only happens one. It, it, that call in such an important game only happens once a year. Like that was the only time there was a horrible, horrible not in pass interference call that year. Like that was like the word. That was the only standout bad not pass interference call or pass interference call. Like, but enough rambling about the Chiefs and the Saints and the Rams. Let's talk. It's a Giants podcast. Let's talk about the Giants. Yeah, so, um, so, um, what do you think? Do you think, who do you think plays in this game against, uh, against the Bears on Friday? Do you think, I don't know, do you think, do you think Saquon plays? Well, what do you think happens? Um, I think Saquon plays, cause, or, Saquon either plays this game or next game, cause he has to play eventually. Right. And I don't think they'll play him the last game, cause... Mm-hmm. You don't want him to get hurt in the last three because that would be horrible. Yeah. Um. So I think he plays this game or next game. Um. Daniel Jones, I think he'll get to the point where he probably plays. I think he'll play half this game. I don't think he'll play one drive. I think he'll play a quarter, a full quarter, or half. Yeah, I think he'll play a quarter. A quarter might only be one drive anyway, but it. It shouldn't be, but it shouldn't know. be right. But it can be. It can't end up being. Yeah. But so like so I think he'll play one or to two quarters and I think probably next game it'll be at least the full half. 
I think. Yeah, I agree. I think we're building on how much... Because, like, it, we stop caring about... Like, we need to see if he's going to start, like, sooner rather than later. I think that's a bit... Like, I don't think there's a use of playing Eli in the preseason just because we know... We need we know how much he's gonna play if he can. But like we'd rather I think if Daniel Jones is ready to play, at least as a fan, I think I'd rather have Daniel Jones play than Eli. Definitely. He's ready. Yeah, I agree. And we just need to learn how quick he'll be ready. And then we should play him when he's ready. Yeah, I think I think that there's that I don't know, I think that it's kind of a problem that there's no clear cut place for Daniel Jones to start. I mean like obviously like you can you can sl- like figuratively slot him in, but I mean, and I get that the Giants, if they do have the plan, which I really, really, really hope they do, but they might not just because I think next year the Giants. I think next year or late in the season is the year. I don't think you wait two years or three years, even as Dave Gentleman said, which would be horrible. I just I think you play him this year or may or next year. He starts week one next year. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I agree. Um, but, but also, don't throw him out into the fire if he's right. Gonna, yeah, if he's like, not yeah, I ready. Mean, like, don't force him to play if he's not ready. Right, like, I mean, people are saying, like, possibly the week 11 bye, right? Well, don't play him week 12 if you're 1 and 9 or 0 oh and 10. Like, what's the point of throwing this guy out there when you suck? I'm. But I feel like they could play him just to play him because there's no point of not. Because, like, they, I feel like if Eli Manning is working and they're in playoff contention, which they shouldn't be, but if they are, then you keep playing Eli. Right. Because if, if it's work, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I mean, it is broke as of right now. It, it, it is. So broke. we should probably fix it. <laughs> but if it isn't, then. Yeah. Then don't. Yeah. So I, I think the only way we play him this season is one, if Eli's, like, atrocious, like, or gets hurt. If Eli gets hurt, he's the he should be the guy. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. If Eli gets hurt, Eli's career's over. Get that guy out of here. Daniel Jones, here we go. When Eli, if Eli gets hurt this year, it's he's done. Right. If Eli doesn't get hurt, then he, I think he has another year in him. Possibly. I don't want him to head. I love Eli because he won us two Super Bowls like, in a way, but he also frustrates me so much. <laughs> yeah. Like he had eight game, he had eight good games in his career, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Eight of like two hundred thirty starts. It's because it was like two hundred something when he got like, didn't play the one week. Yeah, that's yeah two hundred. So and now so, it's been like yeah, that's half right. like six games plus last season. So like, yeah, yeah, that's, okay. that's about it. Right. Um, so so like he's like had eight games, eight good games, two hundred thirty in his career. Like right. Well, if you think about it. They also happen to be the eight biggest games of his career. Yes. To put into consideration. At least he's came up clutch in the biggest games of his career. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you only he only had eight good games, right? But those eight good games could potentially get him into the Hall of Fame, right? Like that's what's cra- That's what's crazy about this sport. I mean, like he could potentially only have eight good games and have a shot at making the Hall of Fame. Right. Because the because two of the two of the two biggest games of his career, he's won both. And been the MVP for that matter in both. Yeah, and he's been good in both, or good enough, or great. I don't to think win. To, I mean, to win the Super Bowl MVP, the best, the best player in that game. I yeah. Mean, I mean, the Super Bowl MVPs don't actually reflect right. on who was the best. 
Just because, like, they always go to the quarterback of the winning team. Not necessarily. Um, unless, they're, unless they're, like, atrocious. And or there's no or, scoring. Like, that's why Edelman right. won it. Because Edelman received well and Brady didn't, like, they didn't score, so. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it always, almost always goes to the quarterback of the winning team if, I mean, unless there's a standout defensive player. Or receiver. Or, or receiver. And or the or the offense is awful. It's the defense the, that won right. the game. Or if the the quarterback just has to be the there. I mean, it's really usually. I usually think it's the best player in the game. Like, I mean, like if you actually look back, who what Super Bowl MVP hasn't been the best player in that game? Like, look back the past bunch of years. You can't well, I mean, much. if you get yeah. Um, I mean, I guess. The Edelman one could have been. Yeah, I mean, Edelman. I think Edelman's a questionable one, but. But Brady wasn't that good. No, I. I well, that being said, Brady did throw on. Brady did assist on every catch Edelman made, considering he threw the ball. So it's like. I mean, I would always give the Super Bowl MVP to Bro- Brady. I I don't think it should be like. I really don't think it should be judged off of like the one game. I think it should be like a playoff MVP. I, I agree. Because then it would always be Brady if the Patriots won. Yeah. Because Brady helped, wins them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. We got it. So yep. I think that's about it. The rest yeah. Of so, um, yeah, so that'll just about wrap up this podcast here. Um, thank you to our sponsor, The Closet Pack Rat. Thank you to, for Dylan to, um, for helping me out and being a co-host on yeah, this episode. Yeah. Uh, yep, anytime. So, uh, I'll be back. Dylan will be back on this podcast. Please be sure to check out my podcast if you like Ben. Then he was on, he was on it today, too. So I've been, what, I was on three of the five, I've been on three of the five episodes so far. Yeah. So, so yeah, that'll wrap it up. So, um, um, like Dylan said, if you haven't checked out, um, his podcast, uh, be sure to check that out. It's called the DW Podcast. Um, and yeah, I'll be back. Uh, so yeah.